This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Continue to keep an eye on that looming announcement on the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Here's what we can tell you right now. There's a news advisory has been issued by the Justin Trudeau government. 1.30 p.m. this afternoon, so just under 90 minutes from now. Uh, there will be the announcement on the Trans Mountain Pipeline, and we will bring you that announcement live. Let's check in now with Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief with Global News. And Keith, if you're a betting man, and you are a betting man, are you? Of course. I'm a betting man. I would bet Trudeau is going to announce that he's going to approve this pipeline again today. What do you think? I don't think they hold a technical briefing in a lockup uh, situation for reporters if they're not going to build yeah. this thing. Okay. I mean, it's not like you gather reporters in a room and lock him in there for 45 minutes to say we're not building something. It's a technical Technical briefing, I think uh, there's a lot of technical aspects to this project that have yet to be ironed out. There's still a lot of uh, 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 things that they have to satisfy the NEB about. There was more than 150 uh, uh, recommendations or requirements attached to that initial order right. of approval. So that has to be met. There still has to be permits they have to get from the BC government. They've been in the process of doing that for a couple of years. The BC government's never turned down a permit. Uh, so there, a lot of technical work, and I think our reporters are going to be walked through it, but at the end of the day, I'm expecting a green light. Okay, worst kept secret in the country that this uh, approval of the pipeline is coming this afternoon. So one of the things we talked about yesterday, Keith, and kind of previewing this was we were wondering about whether Trudeau himself would be standing front and center stage on this announcement, put his own personal brand on it, mm-hmm. you know, his name on the on the front of the cereal box. This is This is my project. And I think that's what we're anticipating today. I think it's yep. Trudeau's going to make this announcement. I, I think he has to start owning a lot of things uh, as yeah. the, in the run-up to the next election. This is going to be a, an election issue, and I think he wants to, to again, be part of this and brand it as, as his pipeline. He needs that street cred. Not just in Alberta, but I think in in a lot of other areas are looking for him to champion the resource uh, development community. And it's interesting, as we talked about yesterday, it's a balancing act. He has to be seen as the guy who wants to lead the charge to fight climate change. He wants to bring in the carbon tax. You know, he wants to ban plastic straws. He's going to take a number of other measures on that. But he also has to balance that against uh, the business side, the interests, uh, the economic interest of the country. Yeah. He and wants it both ways. Like he's basically, you can have your proverbial cake and you can eat it too, well, right? We I can do everything. Whole, yeah, I think. A a lot of voters are there. It was interesting that Ipsos poll uh, yesterday got a lot of play, matched other polls as well. Again, shows that when you dive down deep into the details for all the publicity and all the protests and all those types of things, only a small minority of the voting public opposed the pipeline. And I think there's a wrong analysis that comes from the East that he's going to be in trouble in BC if he approves this pipeline. Well, 60% of the people in BC, poll after poll after poll, support the pipeline. And in terms yeah. of strong opposition, it's less than 20%. So the votes are there for Trudeau on this issue. Yeah, there's been some speculation that is this a potential negative for Trudeau? Does this hurt him politically? What about here in British Columbia? This is kind of ground zero for Mm -hmm. pipeline opposition. Is this good or bad politics for Trudeau in BC? Well, again, if you go to public opinion, public opinion is on the side of the pipeline. And it doesn't... Well, what about in some of these seats like, you know, I'm thinking like Hedy Fry's seat, like in uh, Vancouver Center. And she she has been on the record several times in the past. This this pipeline's a problem for me. My people don't like it in my riding. She won Uh, by... Joyce Joyce Murray, Vancouver Quadra, same thing. Yeah, except these guys won, these two women won uh, won their election. They won huge margins of victory. I think the one seat that may be in play is the one that really is ground zero for the pipeline. Line, which is uh, Terry Beach's uh, seat in Burnaby Seymour okay. there. That, that's yeah. potentially, but again, he's running against Sven Robinson, who's much from the past, and we'll, I'm not, I'm not going to write Terry Beach off here. 
Uh, I think if Trudeau loses seats, it's, it's on other issues. I just don't think the protest crowd out there constitutes a majority opinion in this province. And certainly in Metro Vancouver, that Ipsos poll again, almost two-thirds support for the for the pipeline. So uh, they, the Liberals would really have to take a beating in some of these ridings for them to lose on this issue alone. I think other issues uh, may come to the fore. I think one of the really interesting things about this issue is the involvement of First Nations in it now, because I think in the past there may have been a perception that First Nations were largely opposed to the pipeline, but I think more First Nations are now stepping up and saying, actually, you know what, yep. we actually support this thing, and not only that, we want to buy it. And I actually think Trudeau wants that to happen. I think he would like to see a consortium of First Nations actually mm -hmm. buy this project yeah. and, and maybe help them sell it to Canadians. Oh, I totally agree with you. There, this has been a huge shift. So for years, First Nations were reluctant to talk about this in terms of, uh, even though they, they had signed ben economic benefit agreements with Kinder Morgan, nobody wanted to talk about it. Now you see two public consortiums emerge. The Iron Coalition, which is First Nations along the route of the pipeline, are arguing they should be the owners of it because the pipeline goes through their traditional territory. You've got Project Reconciliation, which is potentially many First Nations in BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, banded together in their own consortium. They wanted to buy at least 51% of the pipeline. They gave a presentation here to us, Project Reconciliation did a couple weeks back, and they're fairly well along in the process. They've been talking to the banks, they're starting to show their financing plans, floating bond issues. Um, yeah. This is sort of a, not just pie in the sky right in the back of an, an envelope. These are serious bids by First Nations, and I have to think that tr the Trudeau government would love to be partnered with First Nations on a, on a project like this. Do you think that happens in the run-up to an election in the fall? Like, I, I started wondering, would Trudeau be standing with some First Nations leaders today on this announcement? I don't think that's going to happen because, like you said, there's these rival groups trying to buy the thing. But if there is a deal down the road for First Nations ownership of this thing, you got to figure that Trudeau would like to see that happen before an election. Is if that he, possible? If he can get that done before an election, that would be a godsend for him to be able to have a, the proverbial photo op with First Nations leaders championing this project. Uh, that would really make it tough for the protest side to, to really be heard here because it's one thing for Stuart Phillip of the Union of BC Indian Chiefs who gets most of the media coverage uh, and gives the impression that he speaks for all First Nations, and he doesn't. There's 203 First Nations in BC. They all speak for themselves, and I think you're going to see in the months ahead a number of First Nations speaking up that they view this project as a way to escape grinding poverty for their members. Yeah, let's go back to the politics of it for a second because we were talking about how Trudeau kind of wants it both ways. He's saying, I can protect the environment with a carbon tax, for example, but I can also get this pipeline built so we can we can have it all. Do you think that is clever politics for him to be given that his opponents are kind of on one side or the other? Like, you know, uh, Sheer, the conservative leader, is, supports the pipeline, but he's opposed to the carbon tax. Mm -hmm. The NDP and the Green Party flip it around. They're on one side or the other. He's on both sides. Yep, and I think uh, I think it's a strategic ploy by Trudeau that, uh, that he thinks that's where the most voters are. Most voters are not uh, champions of uh, you know fight climate change at all costs, nor are they ignore climate change at all costs. They're somewhere in the middle where they want to still drive their car, but they want to be seen as doing something to fight uh, climate change. It doesn't mean a, a huge thing, but uh, a carbon tax was you know the NDP thought it was going to be controversial when it was introduced in BC. They ran the 2005 campaign or 09 campaign against the carbon tax, uh, Gordon Campbell won that election because uh, he was identified as, a, as the champion of the carbon tax. I don't think it's as unpopular as Andrew Scheer makes it out to be. Him. The big announcement coming once again, 1.30 this afternoon. We're going to bring you that live. Keith, thanks for coming in. Right. It's Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. He